I was scared. I was scared. I was scared too. You're listening to. I was scared too. Michael Myers. Freddy Krueger. Chucky. The Leprechaun. Take it away, Mr. Movies. Give him hell, Kid Cinema. A woo. A woo. Oh, woo. Oh, woo. Um, Hello, America. I'm <laughs> good Mr. morning. Mo- I'm Mr. Movies. <laughs> I'm Kid Cinema. And we're Mr. Movies. Mr. Movies. And Kid Cinema. Kid cinema. Or Kid cinema, cinema and Mr. And movies. Mr. Movies. I'm also known as JZT. <laughs> and I am Fesh. And we're the hosts of this gosh dang podcast. I was yeah. scared too. Now, traditionally, uh, I was scared too is a horror movie podcast. That's right. But we've been good for so long, <laughs> and yeah. times have been tough. And we ran a gauntlet. We ran two gauntlets in the Octo- month of October, and so we decided we deserved a little treat. That's right. And we you know we covered thirteen Disney Channel original movies, uh, spooky Disney Channel original movies. Mm-hmm. 13 days in a row leading up to Halloween. And what do we do? Do we rest on Halloween? Well, yes. But the night before <laughs> Halloween? Well, technically, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. The night before Halloween into Halloween? Ho, ho. 13 Daddy-o. hours worth of yeah. horror movies. We did a 13-hour Twitch stream. We watched several films. Mm-hmm. We raised $532 mm-hmm. for a good cause. And what better way than to to treat ourselves for honoring our commitments, for helping out a part of the world, many parts of the world. I'd say six or seven parts of the world. Sure. Okay. We're going to talk about Norbit is what we're getting yes. at. Yes. <laughs> That's a treat. Academy Award nominated Norbit. And un- Let unreal. Let's never forget it. Let's never forget that. A movie which I assumed was a bomb did horribly. And then I looked up the box office. A hit, Smash baby. It. Yep. tripled its budget that's that's a hit and that's, that's a, a hit. hit when you tripled your budget that's when you know it's a hit I, uh, <laughs> what, yeah. wait for those fridge magnets coming up on our, our teespring store you can assume if they double the budget you know maybe they did maybe it's not a hit because maybe it's there's a fluke mar- it's a it's fluke a Maybe there's marketing fees that they don't want to talk about that they hide right. from the budget. It's like, well, right. the marketing budget was just as much. But when you triple the budget, it's pretty safe to say you fucking nailed it. Like, even beyond the marketing budgets, budgets, you did it. You made a hit movie. And there's not like there's like CGI or anything. Obviously, the effects are pretty, you know, intricate. But they're not like, there's no obvious thing where you go, well, a lot of it went to that. Yeah. Uh but anyway, who, and yeah, who we got joining us? <laughs> We're not alone in this Norbit Fest. No, no. we have. Uh, speaking of the thirteen hours, you know him as the guest on our Death by Temptation episode, <laughs> where you watched us book him for this episode. <laughs> yes, yeah. Eagle-eyed viewers will remember <laughs> this guest saying, "I've seen Norbit recently, and it's pretty funny." <laughs> or maybe not recently. They they. Yeah, Lamar, when was the last time you watched Norbert? Lamar McLean is here, everybody. Hey, everyone. So before last night, I probably have not seen Norbert in the last few years or so. However, I did call my sister last night, with whom I share quite 
a specific sense of humor. And when I told her I was going to watch Norbit last night, she said, <laughs> yay. <laughs> That's a good sister. Yeah. We, we've got a thing where it's, I mean, I think a lot of people have this with a particular family member or friend where there's, there are, there's a certain tr just set of things that there's no formula to, but only is funny to them. Yeah. <laughs> and you know it when you see it, but there's no way to describe it beforehand. Mm. And Norbit is one of one of those things for us. So I was more than glad to jump on and talk with you guys about Norbit. <laughs> yeah. Lest someone who is less invested in the comedy stylings of Eddie Murphy, mm. past, present, and future mm. than than I. So here I am. Which I was gonna say too, uh, you know, there's tons of Norbit lovers out there. We could have gotten any of them, you know. <laughs> but I, I, as we talked on the stream on on Friday, I I, I think it, I I realize you are you, you you appear to be a very big Eddie Murphy fan, so I think you know his history pretty well, and that's some context we could we'd love to hear. Well, I, I who's wish Eddie Murphy, guys? You guys keep throwing <laughs> this name around. I, I so I I had as it happens i watched harlem nights the night before oh. and that's something that my partner siobhan had not seen and i think in a similar it's funny because i i don't remember the and i could look it up because i have it right here uh, yeah okay so <laughs> eddie murphy wrote both norbit and harlem nights <laughs> yes <laughs> he only directed one of them though right, right. he directed <laughs> yeah. harlem nights. Uh, he 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 tapped the uh he, he tapped brian robbins of head of the class fame oh <laughs> didn't he, i think he also directed a little movie called good burger uh, but uh, oh brian robbins right. did yeah yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. right. He had a he had a creative partner who uh, who was the fat guy on, uh, and we'll get to fat stuff in a minute, I'm sure. <laughs> but the uh, the fat his fat counterpart on head of the class was also a director and a a, a, a creator behind all of that with him. So he's like the dude who the manager at Good Burger in the all that sketches. Yeah, he's also yeah. he's also the the neighbor in Better Off Dead. Mm. who is okay, yeah. uh, he's rick he plays ricky uh, yeah. in uh, better off dead but i'm I'm pretty sure he has since been disgraced for uh for sexual reasons but ah. I, i'd have to look that up right now but yeah eddie murphy having written both harlem nights and norbit the connective tissue in both of these movies is that there is a way that you could say fucking everybody was in this movie <laughs> <laughs> it is you know, it's a wildly stacked cast. This this Norbit movie. Uh, yeah, and it's 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 interesting because I was looking at it sort of fondly in the sense that, so you've got Eddie Griffin, for example, and Cat Williams in the same yeah. movie, playing <laughs> both playing pimps. <laughs> yeah, I I don't. Yeah, I, this was fairly early in I guess the upward trajectory in the mainstream for Cat Williams. So it's funny to see him as the the second guy yeah in that archetype when this is also eddie griffin doesn't really do much after this in terms of the mainstream yeah i mean i was talking to to siobhan about this last night and and she was asking where 
she knows him from and there wasn't anything that she would have seen that he movie wise that he had done but he has i think three or four pretty major stand-up specials yeah uh, I don't think she saw Double Take with Orlando Jones, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it's it in its way, it's one of the most bizarre who's who's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like because uh, also in that scene, Kristen Shaw pops up. And yes, who's talking to Cat and Eddie? That was an unpleasant surprise for me because one time she accused me of stealing. So oh no, I, oh no. <laughs> so I I don't really look look on her in any high regard whenever I see sure. her on screen. I'm sure she's uh, I mean she's effective in what she does for what yeah. they hire her for. But yeah, um, it wasn't like oh ha, huh, 2007. <laughs> so, she yeah. Hire her. Um, shout yeah, out yeah. to Rob Hubel though too who had the uh, yes yeah. <laughs> he did. He never accused me of stealing. So oh, yeah. he paid for my hotel once. Yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> quite quite the opposite. Nice. I think. Yeah. I love Rob Hubel so much. I just was like human giant for me in high school was like this rules and in like yeah. a way I'm like so in like so specific I'm like I will look into whatever whoever is involved. Yes. In this. Yes. This is I think cooler beyond like I guess even beyond like Lonely Island or SNL it's like oh I like specifically like this. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone involved uh, I want to worship <laughs> or I think like. you know taking us back to 2007 maybe 2008 that's when human giant did their 24-hour takeover of mtv uh which you know minorly may have influenced 13 hours a few days ago oh yeah uh, funny story about that uh i turned out a date to watch that <laughs> <laughs> like a full-blown idiot well uh, you landed okay uh, ulti- yes ultimately of course <laughs> some of god's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers huh Oh, but, uh, <laughs> but uh it is just one of those things i will remember every couple of months and be like what oh, come on dude <laughs> but yeah no it, it worked out i also just we are recording this on election day just for mm. some context we're not gonna go too far into politics or anything when this comes out who knows what's happening but um in 2008 on the day that barack obama was elected uh it was my birthday and I went on a date to Harold Night, <laughs> a bad Harold Night, and a, a very empty room, like half full. You know, very quickly empty room. Everyone wore suits. It was um, it was a weird uh, date. It was a weird day. Weird birthday. If it if it's any consolation, JZT, I don't know that that theater that that venue has much of a bright history when it comes to election days writ large, because I remember. Being Ooh. at the theater on election day in 2004. Okay. And it was grim. It, it wasn't, there weren't shows. I don't, I don't, I mean, there, I think it, there were Harold's, but it wasn't like, there were clearly bigger things in the air. Yeah. And we all hung out afterward and the, the despair that descended on this dank basement under a, gar- <laughs> under a grocery store was something unlike i've put it this way i've never seen so many sad white people in one place in my whole life <laughs> well and, you've clearly never been to a bell and sebastian concert <laughs> <laughs> oh man but, but yeah I'm, I'm guessing where uh when the when ucb was at the uh the 22nd street venue around 2000 i guess they were still there maybe they were hopping around at that during at that point i don't think that was too happy either so yeah you know.
So po politics aside, yeah. I think that in any generation after, I guess, the period during which this movie was made, <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. this, I don't know a movie that doesn't hold up in so many different ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were, I was going to posit the question, uh, you know, we talked about Cat and Eddie being pimps. Is that this also feels like a death rattle of that being just an okay thing to have in your movie, almost in the most neutral way possible. They're yeah, not saying it's positive or negative. Like here there are just some pimps. There were just so like such a long stretch of time where it's like, well, pimps are funny because look at their silly costumes. It's like <laughs> <Right>? they <laughs> abuse women. They but but it's not like that was hidden either though because you right, would still right. hear jokes about the yeah pimp slap or, or yeah take my rings off or any of that stuff like. So it's not like we were just Disneyfying all of this. Right. It, it was just weirdly accepted. I wonder whether on some level, and I, I mean, of course, this is this is with the clear uh, uh, acknowledgement of of uh, of pimp culture as an, a, an extension of of trafficking and and exploitation. Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering if on some level, and it depends on, I guess, where your head is at. Is that like to your point, Fesh? They might have with this movie absurded it out of existence. In the, <laughs> and the the moment that I'm thinking of particularly is the is the bounce house sequence <laughs> when <laughs> when a child goes flying, and uh -huh. Eddie Griffin says it's raining white women, which is. <laughs> insane because it's a whole <laughs> child yeah. and they take the edge off of the joke by saying well we she better, better move. Of, she better get out of the way because i'm i pray for a cadillac oh and, and it's like yeah it's it also having not one but two pimps in a town that is very much like hill valley <laughs> yeah <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Yeah, it is a very picturesque uh, Main Street USA. I was almost going to say, is that Main Street the same Main Street from the Back to the Future set is from? It, oh. I, I wondered, it, I, there weren't enough landmarks for me to say yes, but there, there also felt like um, Gremlins back lot energy yeah. Yeah. to it too. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't make it, make it out, but... I found myself impressed that there would be a backlot that would just rebuild all that, that would just have that. Because yeah. I don't, I mean, and maybe there are places that just have a town like that that yeah. they use. I don't know. I'm sure the uh, a perusal of the credits would confirm one way or the other, but it just, it's just such a cute town. And I think that kind of offset in a lot of ways or disarmed the problematic parts of the story <laughs> in a lot of ways. It kind of, uh, put it in this in this reality that is very storybook and with low stakes in the context of how we actually live. Yes, which is weird to do that with like the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, and yeah. the two pimps. <laughs> <laughs> which all the way, by the way, they're friends. <laughs> or is, yeah. is he yeah. training him? Or what? well, it's like they both run Sweet Jesus Barbecue now. It's like the oh, pimping, that's right. oh yeah, they went industry. Legit. Yeah, that's right. Still, that's right. Yeah, it's what? But it almost feels like they had to go legit because the business dried up. Like there just weren't any right. hoes. 
<laughs> I figured if I was going to say the word, I'd have to really milk it. So you, you nailed it. Yeah, they were just <laughs> like, I guess we got to, I guess we'll use the little money we have from pimping to open up a, a small business. So more, co so more connective tissue with Eddie Murphy movies, I guess we could look at, <laughs> sorry, I have to, I, I have know. to find, so, uh, I, so Pope Sweet Jesus and Lord Have Mercy are the two pimps. Yes, yeah, yeah, which I thought and was pretty fun. <laughs> they would, I guess, be considered the Randolph and Mortimer of this film, yeah. in the sense, and, and, and by extension, the kissing booth that <laughs> they commandeered would have been the big bag of money that Akeem dropped to them and brought them back in the game. <laughs> yeah, which... Um, instead of being handed to them, they just walk up and go, hey, this is ours now. Well, yeah, that's pimp shit for you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I was also, uh, maybe just because I was looking through this lens and looking for anything, but when we cut to the barbecue place, I, I was just like, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, is it McDowell's from Coming to America? Yes. yes. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I, I, we've talked about this before. I don't know if I ever on the pod, but when we were watching Idle Hands, I love fake restaurants and movies. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love getting to, or TV shows. I love getting to hear whatever their jumbo, you know, pack is called, or all this fictional stuff. Uh, just, just, just checking off the list to be like, you have to. What is their chicken sandwich? Great, we got that. What like it's this thing that we all know in our periphery at the very least that every place like that has. Uh, so it's it's familiar enough for you to to know the 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 rubric. And they yeah. get the specifics just to pour it on top of it. I love it. Love so, fake restaurants. So you guys are a generation removed from me, at least one. And so mm -hmm. I need to ask this. How familiar, particularly for your interest, you are with the sitcom Growing Pains? I've watched I, every episode of Growing Pains. <laughs> okay. I've been blasting the theme song all of quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> what you'll appreciate about growing pains in context of what you're talking about with fictional food is the episode where they attend the movie theater. Oh, and they have different, a different size nomenclature for their popcorn and drinks. Hell yes. And one of them, one of the sizes is a woe. <laughs> Cause I specifically remember a little girl ordering a diet. Whoa. <laughs> wow, uh, and that would have been late '80s, right? Yeah, I can't. So, remember. It must have been Mike Seaver working at the theater. Right, it was Ben because Ben was not like of working age until they had another kid. Till Leo DiCaprio who, who went yeah. who went from infant to to to. to oh, that the daughter. Yeah, yeah. there's an even there's like a fourth child. That's right. Yeah. Who I the only episode I really remember. True Blue is when she wants to stay up. They're like, nothing happens when you stay up. Oh, You're and then, just I... reading books, and then everything happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I but, really... uh, I asked if it's in the late 80s because I imagine that their giant jumbo crazy size is like our small now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, right? they, they, went, they went over the top with it yeah. then. Yeah. It was cool. it like the, the, the woe was a bucket. Hell Whoa. yeah. Yeah, we're not playing around. Yeah, they. JCD, you just did it genuinely. Whoa. You said whoa yeah. genuinely when like you heard at least it twice now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So do we need to? Because I don't know that I could, in good conscience, wish a viewing of Norbit on anyone who isn't even <laughs> like you know remotely interested. Mm. I will say this: I'm one of those people who 
believes that Eddie Murphy never stopped being funny. Mm-hmm. Like even after he started do, make, making like moving into children's movies and all that stuff, even like including not a children's movie, but Pluto Nash and all that, like Eddie Murphy has yeah. not stopped being funny. He yeah, he the movies might be bad, but you never watch it and go, what is Eddie doing? Right. Like, he's he's always still bringing it. <laughs> but but yeah, I don't know if you, if you guys want to let people know what this movie is even about. Well, <laughs> well, before that, let's also acknowledge the Rasputia in the room. How are you doing? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow, or now several days ago for listeners, was supposed to be, we were supposed to screen this at the cool Brooklyn movie theater Alamo Draft House. That's right. Uh, the paperwork was signed, everything was ready to go, and then two days later, lockdown happened. Yeah, pre-COVID. Uh, or, or five days later. Pre-COVID, yeah. in a world where we are just who we are, we were like, we tweeted at the Alamo Draft House, hey, let it, can we host a screening of Norbit? And they were like, guys, no. No. And they were, <laughs> again, this is now post-pandemic. We were, It's a bit of a begging for COVID moment, you know? <laughs> where we were just like, oh, this is so unfair. How come they just let whatever podcast host whatever screening whenever they want, and then they have... They won't even pretend to respect. I mean, us. we were aware. Yes, but, and yeah. you could go listen to us in the moment dissect all of this. I believe in our Baba Duke episode, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but the idea is eventually we went about the right way. We filled out the form to rent out a theater, and we were going to have an event for you know, yes, the, the fam. Bring, it would have been everybody. Yeah. Would have been on my birthday, which is yeah. November fourth. Listeners, thank you already for all the love. Uh I assume I got a pouring of scaredy cat love and I'm grateful. <laughs> we would have, you know, for spend about a thousand or two thousand bucks to do yeah. it. I think a thousand each was how it broke down. Too. Yeah. <laughs> we, we hoped, you know, we said we had time to save money a lot. And we, um, you know, we just had a feeling like the government was going to send everyone $1,400 in the mail at some <laughs> point, you know, anyway. So we, we'd be covered. And it was going to be the rowdiest of screenings. That was my big thing. Because it's <laughs> yeah. not an official Alamo thing, we were allowed to do whatever we want. And so I was like, let's keep the mics. Let's not have them give the mics back. Let's, <laughs> let's just talk throughout the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, everybody get on your social media and dance in the theater while Norbit's on. Just, uh... But, yeah, it didn't happen. That's what's fun, though. It was during the first like month or so of this. Just in all of, our, in all of seriousness, us texting each other being like, Hey, is it okay if I dig into my Norbit money? Because uh... Uh. <laughs> it's being like, well, or, or yeah, should I use this for X fundraiser or GoFundMe? That could, right. I don't know. Or should I save this? Yeah, bailing out protesters or Norbit? Exactly. There, we didn't even have to ask the question. I think at one point we just like both tacitly were like, oh yeah, that money's gone. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't or even being it. like. Do we need to follow up with them and tell them, hey, we don't think it's a safe idea to do this screening anymore? <laughs> or does the person we would even email even work for Alamo? And have they been- live in New York City anymore? <laughs> 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 it's like, I, it's even funny is there was a point where, like, I think there was an XSW, which is the comedy wrestling show Fesh Runs, on like March 23rd planned. And there was 26th, a couple, I think. Yeah, yeah. There was a couple of days, there's like, I was scheduled for it. I'm like, do I need to like mess like, hey, Fesh, I don't know. I was like nervous to be yeah. like, I don't know if I feel comfortable uh, doing yeah. that. I don't know if it's a good idea. And you were like, oh, yeah, it's 
not happening. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's oh. been canceled no. for a week. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, I just, yeah, I need to, su- I need to send an email. I didn't post anything. Yeah, I didn't say anything. But yeah, uh, so that's our personal context for for Norbit. <laughs> yeah, another point I wanted to make, kind of, I the, Lamar mentioned this earlier, and I thought about it. It's like, it's almost like the approach of this movie is like, well, we won't let people. There's people can't be offended if there's too many things to be offended about. Right, the Three Instantly. Stooges rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to get it's, through the door. Yeah. yeah, or it's like in The Simpsons when they're like, Mr. Burns, like, you're not dying because every possible illness is trying to kill you, but they can't get through the door at once. You know, it's yeah, like the, Three Stooges syndrome. Yes. Um, so, yes, do we wish a Norbit viewing upon our listeners? You know, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a fun time. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to be blue-collar comedy tour about it to say, like, uh, you know, don't worry about it. Don't think about it. But it is just, like, if you know what you're in for and you can contextualize it and understand that it's not – it's a dumb, fun thing. Like, I don't know. There's obviously sure. stuff that is, like, pulling your collar. And yeesh, oh, yeah, but... yeah. <laughs> I, I will say that – I, I mean, I think the, uh, all three of us are in a position or in respective positions such that we're of low status to really make the big calls. For, for instance, sure. For instance, the, the, fat pho- the, the anti-fat phobia con- uh, con- contingent yeah. is well within their rights to mm-hmm. decry this film. And I would have no objections whatsoever. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's an important sticker to put in front of all of this. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not defending any of the actual things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm also, uh, I'd also go so far as to say that, like, I don't know if the, like, the, 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 the yellow face is, is yeah, a, yeah, the the the, the yeah. league the, like the league of of Chinese yeah. <laughs> uh, people, you know, I, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, that's an actual organization but you know a a catch-all in context of this particular comment like yeah if there if there is backlash or if there was backlash i wasn't aware of it doesn't mean it didn't happen and they'd be well within the right to say that like this was not okay or this was not cool however i also would posit that Eddie Murphy's portrayal of of, <laughs> of Mr. Wong on the spectrum of offensive things, mm-hmm. probably the least so. <laughs> yeah, because Mr. Wong as a character, it like the joke was not that he was Chinese. It was no. and if anything, there was a pretty. This is gonna sound strange. A very like human and sort of like, like, honest in a way, uh, character yeah. de- uh, uh, DNA on that. Like, kinda racist. You mm-hmm. know what? That's that's true among certain old people, Chinese included. Yeah. Uh, you know, like <laughs> there was uh, there was dimension to it. It wasn't like. It wasn't like Miss Golrightry that uh, right. what's his name Rooney did with Breakfast yeah. at Tiffany's. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. yeah. Um, I also I know I joked about who's Eddie Murphy, but maybe some contextualizing of like, so this is the last time he attempted the 
Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy with Eddie Murphy. And was Coming to America the first? Like, they didn't bill it that way, but he plays multiple characters in that. Yes, I believe Coming to America was the first. And you've got Dr. Doolittle. I mean, yeah. sorry, not Dr. Doolittle. Uh, Nutty Professor. Professor. And, uh, uh, yeah, Nutty Professor. In that there. might be <laughs> it, actually, yeah. Yeah. But he plays an old Jewish man oh, in and sorry, Vamp- America. He plays three characters yes. in Vampire in Brooklyn. Yes. Um, but yeah, to your point, Fesh, like there is a precedent that he set in terms of 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 um extra ethnic <laughs> right. <laughs> a character in uh in inhabitation. So And just because presidents is there doesn't mean it necessarily right, but I just feel no. again, two thousand seven uh being twenty years from coming to America, like in that time yeah, stuff has changed. But like it's still the George Bush, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Time. <laughs> it's, I it's... also feel like some context. It's interesting too to think about this in relation to like you don't mess with the Zohan and mm-hmm. you know all the Apatow movies really taking. It's like that's kind of maybe the year where it's like that's like I think Pineapple Express is around this time or Super Bad, you know. Yeah. So it's very much like there's like a different definite sea change, and it's like mm-hmm. yeah, these big characters like Mike Myers. The Love Guru is about to like bomb. Oh, same year. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. You know, like even you don't mess with the Zohan is very funny, but I think at the mm-hmm. time had a bad reputation. I felt I, I I thought of Zohan a lot watching this movie as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, uh, this is this is on the spot speculation because I remember my feelings toward movies on that shelf, like that slapstick, very detached uh, a collection of of movies that was coming out around that time and i was around i was in my mid-20s at that point and was i think pretty uh pretty critical or at least vigilant about what what the industry was giving us sure. <laughs> yeah. and so i you know even with the trailer like i saw the trailer of was it don't mess with the zohan and i was just like oh this is more of that bullshit that they're, that they're <laughs> trying to do here, here goes sandler doing his thing even though he's fucking washed already like there was an attitude that came with yeah all of that stuff which supports jzt's theory of everybody in their mid-20s hates all the culture around them <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's something a- to that i think that's a theory I'm working on in this show. Your <laughs> early 20s, you hate everything culturally or most of everything. And it's because your life sucks and you are mad at the world. I don't know. Well, because the and- world is telling you this is what it needs to be. And you're looking. It's 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 like a second teenager. Thing. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, this is what, the, what you're supposed to be. And if you feel any different from that, you're wrong. And yeah. I think especially creatively, especially in our case, yeah. when you are you know starting to do it. And like, for instance, like. I don't know, whoever you think in your comedy bubble is the funniest person in the world. It's like, they should be the stars of movies, not old man Adam Sandler. Like, <laughs> I mean, then thinking about the early, the early aughts, like, you know, from, from me coming out of college during that period and what going well into my 20s, it shit was hard, like in terms of you know, finding work and just establishing your, establishing yourself as an independently or a person of what is it, having a disposable income at all, yeah. um, reconciling your place as a 
as a productive citizen while also trying to do comedy for free. Yeah, yeah. So uh, all of that stuff is what set the table for me to look at a movie like Knocked Up and say like, oh, he just went, to, decided to get his shit together and get a job and he did it. <laughs> Fuck, this. Fuck this movie. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, saying nothing of the just like, hey lady, this ain't the time for you to have a kid. You know what to do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if, if your premise was flawed, I'm out. <laughs> if it if it didn't make sense with just what I thought people should do with their lives, <laughs> uh, <so. laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, again. I don't know if it's a universal rule, but maybe a specifically male creative headspace to be in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, to be able to to have that uh, again rubric of things that need to appeal to you specifically well not I mean, even just like demographic wise i just mean like yeah i, I, think, I have a checklist of oh, if they didn't do this like fuck this thing you know well consider i mean i think that's a good point about about it being perhaps a particular or, or at least men would be i think more susceptible sure. to to that energy because it, because of the cheat code that I think men in the culture believe they should have and find mm -hmm. out that it's not available to all of us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and instead of getting mad about, <laughs> instead of getting mad with the developer, we get mad that we, <laughs> that we didn't get to the, to the store and got, get the game genie in time. <laughs> and so we're just pissed at everybody else who like, we have to play the game with. Yes. <laughs> without the codes. Uh, yeah, there's like there's a there's a there's a there's a pain that comes with that that I think makes people a lot uh, or men much more bitter than I would say anybody who has a more a, a more realistic grasp on how fucked up shit is. <laughs> I also definitely a thing I've been just hugely aware of. It's like and this is just toxic masculinity bullshit, but you're just led to believe like all your other male friends are nailing this. You are failing like you <laughs> or if you fail at whatever, like you're going to be humiliated for it. You know, <laughs> sorry I made you feel that way by being so successful, Daisy. T. Thank you, Fest. You finally he admitted. <laughs> Just I, I wanted to, the 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 thing that I appreciated last night and pointed out watching Norbit in context to what we were just talking about is that everyone in Boiling Springs, Tennessee, has always been rooting for this guy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was gonna say, Lamar, to answer your question, yes, we should tell people what the movie is about. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so Norbit is an orphan. He is thrown out of a car upon birth. He lands in front of a uh, golden wonton. Yeah, a Chinese food restaurant slash orphanage. Mister Wong, the owner. Sees it and goes, oh, black baby, you can't give these away. But he changes his mind. Nor <laughs> He raises Norbit. Norbit grows up. One fun fact about Mr. Wong, he loves wailing. <laughs> what? Has there been more of a naked setting this up? Yeah. Like Wayne's World 2, obviously. But yeah. other than that, like this is the most clear. Like There's no reason you would be watching this unless it's going to come back in the third yeah. act. And spoiler alert, it got me. When it paid off, <laughs> I lost it. When Mr. Wong throws a harpoon into Rasputia's asshole. Butthole.
right in the blowhole, he says. I was like, yeah, this movie's a herald, and this is like the perfect herald. <laughs> what a huh? moment for movies. Uh, Norbert meets a, a girl there, Kate, uh, and they get <laughs> married. <laughs> As children, right? Yeah, like eight-year-olds? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ten max. Uh, a, a joke that is very just like... Um, did you guys ever... Uh, <laughs> have you guys ever seen the movie The Comebacks? The... the the In the parlance of scary movie, it would be called sports movie, but they called it The Comebacks instead? No. No, no. It's... I would not recommend, but Keckner uh, is like the the coach in it. Uh, I remember the trailer now. Yeah, there you go. Um, there's a moment in that where the nerdy loser character reveals their cup, and uh, his cup is, is is very big and long, implying that this character has a large wiener, and uh, and then it just stops. You can just sit there for like what feels like forever. And, <laughs> and what me and my cousin we were watching at the time realized is like they, that was them pausing for everybody to lose their minds watching <laughs> and so that kind of became a term me and my cousin would use when we we're watching the movies is this uh we called it a dong pause it's <laughs> 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 a pause to laugh because of that guy's dong being so long and it's just uh -huh. like it i don't think i've ever seen one where it's required <laughs> or like any time it's like you've, it, it's worked uh, and so, yeah, when, uh, anyway, the set saying that all to say the moment where they go, uh, he's telling, he, we're catching up on Norman's life and he goes, we even pooped together. And then it pans out to see two small children <laughs> holding hands, <laughs> sitting on toilets next to each other. And it just stays just slightly too long. Yeah. <laughs> because I guess we're supposed to be losing our minds thinking about these two children pooping together. And that's one of those moments where, from like a screenwriting perspective, you're like, did this actually happen to Charlie or Eddie Murphy? And it's like a very personal touch. It's like when we were six, I pooped with a girl I was a neighbor with, and it was very sweet. And then everyone's like, maybe cut that out. They're like, no, no, it's it's this is this means a lot to me. Or is it just like this is gonna be so funny, right? Children pooping together. I can't think of what would have come first it, when it when it came to building out this uh, this this orphanage i don't know if it was like i don't know i don't know if it was charlie like yo let's get a room full of communal toilets so it was just like a room full of toilets like we had when we was in the service i don't know like and like they just wanted to work that in i don't know if it was like an if that then what arrival yeah, I, I, don't and know. i honestly can't remember if that joke were in a world where that joke is successful and maybe this was the attempt they're going for would be a thing where we'd go, we'd eat together, we play together, we whatever together, we poop together. But they tee it up in such a way that it is like, I'm not paying attention to anything but that. But it, it could work in a world where it is just like, like wait, what? Wait, what was that? <laughs> like they poop together. Like that's that's one way to do it. Either way, not worth it. Could easily have been cut from this movie. Not necessary. It's I think it's also a moment that, like, it's hard to... F yeah, it takes you out of it because you're like, that's so weird. Like, I'm uneasy <laughs> it's, now. It's, and and it's, what, three minutes into the movie? Like, yikes. <laughs> Credits are still rolling. I just want to do a radio station-style check-in just to remind people that, or, or let people know that there were not two, but four people credited with this screenplay, with the writing <laughs> of the screenplay. Just, uh, just, just so you know. Yes. Eddie Murphy and Charlie Murphy, his brother who, according to the making of, was getting real heat off of the Chappelle show sure. at the time, 
So Eddie Murphy decided he would work with his brother again. That's very strange. I think like the Prince sketch was so successful that people are going to come to this movie that was partially penned by the guy in that sketch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'm assuming they were like, so great. You guys wrote a script. We're just going to have these two guys uh, rewrite some stuff. Who, and who were the other two guys? Jay Sherrick uh, and David Ron. Hmm. Neither of whom have wiki click-throughs. <laughs> I, I have to share this fun fact from the IMDb that is truly insane. So again, Eddie Murphy plays three characters in this movie, but apparently... Each of which won a Razzie, by the way. Yes. Eddie won Worst Actor, Worst Supporting Actor, and Worst Actress. Respucia and Norbert yeah. were up for Worst Couple, but didn't win it. Because Lindsay Lohan won it for Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan in I Know Who Killed Me. Because yeah. Razzies have an agenda. <laughs> well, they don't like they women. Don't like they, women. they don't like any other. Like, it's all, it's you always look at uh -huh. it and you're like, oh, you can't just be, okay, all right, we got it. Yep. The Razzies could be a fun thing. And boy, oh boy, do they find Give a way to Give us the Razzies. <laughs> Come on, yeah. let us have let us it. Let us take over the Razzies, whoever's in charge of the Razzies. But I do want to say, according to this, initially, the role of Norbit, Rasputia, and Mr. Wong would have been played by Chris Rock, John Leguizamo, or Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Wait, as all three? Like, each of those names I don't is know three, if, or each one? That's my question. I don't know if they mean in that order, like, John Michael J. Fox would have been Mr. Wong or Ris. It's... <laughs> It's bad anyway. He was retired, from, like, well retired from acting at that point. I think so, yeah. Yeah. They're, I'm confused by the Razzies uh, uh -huh. because I don't, <clears throat> I don't know if they're categories for actor, like worst actor, worst supporting actor. Like they're yeah. all modified with worst. Right. I. I, I'm only taking that to understand like the best performers in the worst movie because Eddie Murphy's yeah. act, like Eddie Murphy's acting is not bad. No. It, again, no. I, yeah, it's, they are definitely misnamed. They they that's a great way to put it because like Halle Berry as Catwoman, you know, she famously showed up to the Razzies like the only person who ever was actually nominated, she showed up to be like I get it. I'm I get it. Uh <laughs> But yeah, Halle Berry, she won an Oscar the what the year before or a few years before. Yeah. So it's like it wasn't hurting her. They're not. It's not. Yeah. It's never about the quality of acting. It's a. It's a again an agenda and a statement to be like, I don't know. It's punching not down, but it's like it's never. They're never making a bold choice. It's like yeah, the movie we all knew sucked that yeah. year. We also think it sucked. <laughs> We're smart for identifying yeah. how much it sucked. And it, it is just like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, I guess it may, it's very outdated. And maybe we know more as a culture through like kindness being more infusing yeah. culture a little bit. But there's just like, it's everyone's like, yeah, actors don't have much power over what they do. Or, you know, they try their best, but there's always a moment where it's like, yeah, this is. And I think you'll find be... when they do is when you get things like Norbit and Love Guru and like, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. Uh, so he also meets another girl named Rasputia growing up as a kid when he's getting oh, jumped by two ginger after twins. After Kate gets oh, adopted yes. and he's being beaten up by, yeah, two ginger twins and 
Rasputia a bigger a bigger girl. <laughs> we have a 300 pound weight limit. I don't weigh no damn 300 pounds. I weigh 165. How you doing? Defends him. And it's right. Th- and it's kind of sweet. Yeah, for I was gonna say it's bit. like all right. So so far no problem in terms of these two. And then it just like becomes. By the way, Rasputia sucks. <laughs> and the yeah. rest of the movie is just them going, by the way, she sucks. Yes. We meet Rasputia's older brothers, um, one of which is Terry yes. Crews. And they invite Norbit over for dinner, teenage Norbit. And they're, hand- is like, they're handing out the, the parts of the turkey. And what, does, what do they give Norbit to eat? Turkey ass. <laughs> the ass of the turkey. They tell him. That's the best part of the turkey. And Norbert's like, cool. Which is grossly disproportional to the other parts of the bird. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like how you break up a bird, there's not ass left to give. Like, that, <laughs> like, that might have been like, because it was, it was, that might have been Cornish game hen ass. <laughs> or a tur- like a, a, a mid-sized chicken ass. But I saw the size of the, of the leg and the breastesis, as as Big Black Jacks called it. No. It didn't match. And I think that's indicative of Norbit's existence, right? He just gets the bum end, the raw end of the deal. <laughs> Norbit. Yeah. And they get married, Norbit and Respucia, and everyone is like, boy, sucks for Norbit. Yeah, as someone says, everyone is rooting yeah. for him. It's like, they're happy. They're, they're like, hey, she's a hottie. Great job, Norbit. And then quietly, when he's not listening, they're like, can't believe Except Mr. Except Wong. Mr. Wong, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Wong yeah. says the quiet part loud. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> he, uh, I mean, he says the wildly unnecessary part. <laughs> loud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But but even then, like the that that uh, that father of the groom speech mm-hmm. was was authentically in the pocket of, of <laughs> yeah. a problematic parent who would yeah. who would have his sense of humor run wild. Yes. While giving that speech, like, oh, come on, everybody know I'm joking. You can't take a damn joke. And <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the guy. Weirdly realistic um, audience response as well. I feel like in the, um, who who are the Dumb and Dumber brothers? Fairly, right? Yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in a Fairly Brothers movie, you would get that, like, canned, <gasps> after everything he says. Yeah. But you watch the crowd, and they're just kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and there's like yeah. one kind of clap and they're just like their eyes are just wider than they normally are being like when is this gonna end <laughs> and I, I yeah i appreciated that uh, to take it a little back to, to to not to get too into the sandler of it all but a, a theory that i think we we developed that we haven't really nailed down but we started to talk about in our hoopy halloween episode i think some so much of the mike myers adam sandler and now in here eddie murphy thing is because they are like playing the punching bag characters and even when it is multiple characters, they don't see it as problematic because I'm making fun of me because they don't realize it's spilling over to be like, yeah, but what your character represents in that movie <laughs> yeah. is what's taking the hit, not you. So when you, you know, you're know you making all these fat jokes or, or gay jokes in the, in the other movies or even Jewish jokes or whatever, it's, yeah, you, you think you're being self-deprecating, but you've actually just dressed yourself up in a costume had the costume take the hit and you walk away a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to your point, there's a moment in the making of where Charlie Murphy says, when we were writing, we we're like, but who do we cast as Respusha? You know, and then we were like, oh, if it's Eddie, it's it doesn't, it's not a, people can just have fun. Yeah. 
It's like, uh, no. And, you know, too, it's kind of like that point in Home Alone where Buzz's like, girlfriend, yeah. Buzz's girlfriend. It's like they dressed up a boy like a girl because they didn't want to hurt a girl's feelings. It's like, cool, you're still making fun of girls. Right, you didn't or... make a specific, you didn't hurt a specific girl's feelings. You hit a generation a of a type, type of, of girl's girl. feelings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And right. It is just, yeah, it's a punching down yeah. thing, you know. And yeah, I mean, the, the, like the broadness of it, I guess they thought absolved them of any you know sensitivity required but thinking about it now at I'm at 38 and i'm looking at all right respucia as a person right like a lonely child <laughs> yeah like a lonely and intimidating person to where like nobody like everyone was afraid of her she had no friends and so, you know, which isn't to say that that is enough to justify why she would be so insufferable, but there was no room for any kind of pain <laughs> that informed her character. No. Like, as if to say that that's not something that we should acknowledge in people. And that's fucked up. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just wild. Um, uh, and this is this is me after having watched uh, volumes and volumes of of reality television, and most of which is just a parade in ex exploring human loneliness. Like, yeah, that's that's what a lot of reality television is. Um, so to see it, just like, yeah, she's like, like she's she's yeah, she's awful, but it's like because she's afraid. <laughs> Like they even play on that, like you know, in the in the in the uh, at the moment when to jump to jump in plot when like she's actually like she actually is desperate for him not to leave her, yeah, and comes up with lies to not like like to make that happen and like in the moment, like to 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 fix an incident after which she just goes back to being horrible straight up, but like. <laughs> like this is like this is a this is a this is a a messed up person <laughs> and to your point too it's like whenever she does get what she wants you know outside of norbit it is kind of clouded in that oh is this just because my brothers are criminals yeah you know or like mobsters basically like she when she hooks up with uh marlon wayans it is like Will you fund my workout tape? She's like, okay. Yeah, I do feel like the 2018 version of this movie would have been focusing on this character. Yeah. And her, like, walking away from this toxic environment. I think so. Now, funny thing that I noticed, little minor detail that I didn't notice uh, the first few times watching this movie, but I did notice last night, is that the Power Tap video, yeah. not made. Like she, Wait, what? Held, she held up her. Rasputia held up. Oh her yeah, yeah. Deal. Like yeah. that. Busta, Busta move Perkin got his video. Busta move Perkin. Absolutely. Because and, the, it, because yeah. Blue, the uh, the the lisping kid brother, was watching it instead of <laughs> keeping Norbert captive during the wedding. <laughs> oh man, what a movie! What a huh? moment for movies. And Talking about a, a, a oh, not a save the camera, but a movie to be like, it's okay that our main character wants to divorce and leave his wife for a more conventionally attractive woman because right. she cheats on him 
Again, <laughs> very then, Sandler. You have to do all these backflips to get to the general point of the movie, yeah. point, the plot point of the movie. It's just like, uh, yeah, it, it's... You you have a letterbox list that's like, damn, I hate my kids, right? It's movies about dads. Yes, yeah. The, the, uh, Bill Murray and yeah. Rushmore, uh, Downhill, the the yeah. more recent Will Ferrell movie. It's it's slowly sure, growing. But, but yeah, I think... I I think you would drown in movies that are God. I hate my fucking wife. Yeah, and this is again. This movie it isn't a. It's not claiming to be universal. I think that's another very important thing. Is there's no argument here that Norbit's story is anyone else's story but Norbit's. Uh, so I'll give it that. But it still is like, uh, it's. At the end of the day, the story is still like, I want to get away with, from my fat wife to be yeah. Tandy Newton. <laughs> Who also, according to IMDb, they made go on a specific diet so she would be even thinner because the script called for Fuck. an extremely thin woman. Like, and Rasputia bullies the shit out of her for being skinny then on top of it. So we yeah. can't win anything. Dude, that's terrible. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the moment when you realize oh the behind the scenes hollywood of it all was horrible that's you know terrible yeah what <laughs> yeah it's just like well because they don't make skinny suits we would put you in a skinny suit if they made one but <laughs> well sure i mean so we were talking about uh, you know uh, tandy newton is already slight of frame like you like you said jzt and, and Chabon, uh my partner was talking about she's like yeah like how it's unsettling how thin she is how is she how is she even holding her head up and i think this like that particular detail for a couple different reasons is where the broadness of the comedy goes from being indefensible because it's just so absurd to it being yeah. like a weaponized standard like that's when mm. it like okay not only do we have this big fat woman like we're gonna have this super skinny woman as a counter to that that's saying something man they want to have the i'm not racist i hate everybody defense that already sucks so much and then <laughs> yeah, in yeah. this instance it's like no you're just it's not everybody you're not making fun of everybody right. you're just making fun of these this list of people and that sucks like even the way she's framed kate is framed in every shot it's like she is framed to be this like princess from the mountain in the way it's just like i mean you like you can't help but to be taken with her because of how she's framed i'm looking at and then and the other reason why it's weird that they cast her is because the young actor that, that that played young Kate looks nothing like her. Nothing. So when yeah. Kate, so when Kate yeah. shows up, I'm thinking, oh, not only did you get adopted, you had rhinoplasty. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm watching this going, like, why could Nia Long have done this? Right. Like, well, I, yeah. W w so I feel like you know, this is an ever-present thing going on. But I just saw something recently the other day. What, what are they remake? Are they making remaking another world? And then they like cast. Maybe that's not the right specific, but they're they're remaking something. The, the, the soap. The, what's that? The soap opera. Um, Another I, world. I'm not sh yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I forget they're, what they're they're remaking something, and then all of the they they cast all very light skinned mixed race women, and mm. people are like, "Hey, maybe maybe that shouldn't be the only 
uh, <laughs> type of black woman we put on TV anymore. Uh, and then somebody broke it down to be like, yeah, if you watch any of the show, any, any of these shows, it's like the dads are capital B black and the moms are light skinned mixed race women. And that is a, is a silent era. What is it? Dog whistles. The term that is like this weird, we, it, we're, we're wet making the we're wagging the dog right this is this follow this this is what you want and so again not only is she light framed <laughs> Respucia is very you know is eddie murphy's complexion and then here comes tandy newton and that's once again the more desirable uh mate and i think that is crazy <laughs> again i don't think the intention either but it is fucked. Oh, totally. And I think, uh, you know, sep- I think the struggle of the movie is this, like, there's really no, there's no, like, a not straight person or straight man, just, you know, character to, like, an audience surrogate is what I'm looking for. Like, oh, I can relate. To- this is a re- grounded, real person in a crazy world. Everyone is kind of, it's like, I don't know, am I? Re- Even too, then it's like this weird point where, like, Norbit is, like, the hero. He's kind of weird. But you almost then become like, I guess Kate is not too good for him because she's kind of dumb. <laughs> like, or, I, I only say that and it's like Dion, her fiance, played by Cuba Gooding Jr., is so clearly shitty, even though he's handsome in and in a manipulative. It's almost like she doesn't see through this. Like, oh, she's kind of dumb. I don't know. Which is maybe too judgmental. Well, I think I think but, what one thing they, they didn't account for is so. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but I think they took a liberty with the, the potential pathology that comes with being an adopted child. Uh, I believe, but Kate was adopted at age five. So I think that's a bit too early to break out of the anyone will do if they want me kind of thing into adulthood. I don't know. But I think that might have been the leap that they made in terms of being so sure. susceptible oh, yeah. to Mr. Let's twirl my mustache. <laughs> <laughs> in I, I think it's, it's partially that and partially like, I don't know that I feel comfortable saying Kate is a dumb character. I think it's more that she is a poorly written one dimensional character. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, yeah. You know, that that's because she's not the focus. She is a trophy and not a yeah. character. Totally. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's uh, one of the jokes I was I was gonna try and do a bit. <laughs> I know what the note. What if I just write Kate is such a deep character? What a well written character. <laughs> oh my god, did Tandy even have so much? Like for instance, her name is Kate. <laughs> like, <and Yeah. laughs> no disrespect to anybody out there named Kate. I have plenty of people, but it is just like. That but you know what your name like, is. Well, I'm just saying in a movie <laughs> where the characters are Norbit, Rasputia. What are the pimps' names again? <laughs> uh, uh, Pope, Sweet Jesus, and Lord Have Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, a uh, big black Jack, uh, and then there's a character named Kate. It's like, yeah, we didn't get around to that one. Wait. Yeah. Mr. Wong's first name is Hang Ten. And I'm blaming either Jay Sherrick or David Ron for that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I just mean in the sense again, there's not a lot of flavor to Kate. What's Cuba Go- Gooding Jr.'s character's name? Dion Hughes. Dion. Okay, yeah, that's not but, the most flavorful either. But but still, it, yeah. it's spelled the it's it's spelled the way that Dion Sanders spelled his, which is not uh, common. The little, gotcha. The it's like D-I-O D-I-O yeah, it's, That's what I mean. Again, everything else seems to have something, and Kate felt like we'd get to it, and then they never did. Yeah, all around. Besides telling the actress she needs to, <laughs> to have an eating disorder, they didn't do any work on Kate. Yeah, it is also so in the making of. Tanny Newton talks about this movie the way she talks about like you know working on Beloved with Jonathan Demi. <laughs> like it was, and she's British too, yeah. you know. And she's like, it was so amazing working with Eddie Murphy. He really sinks his teeth into every character. His gait, the way he moves his arms, he becomes the <laughs> character. It's like, well, right. I mean. She had she had time to focus on. <laughs> what a I had my five lines to memorize, and then I just watched Eddie Murphy do his thing. Yeah. I think also when you haven't been eating because you're on a strict diet, you get a little delirious, and you're delirious. You say to- uh, <laughs> the the sad thing in terms of the the diet requirements for this role is that. Like I read an article a while back where Tandy Newton was uh, reflecting on her career. And I don't think that this is even in her top five worst experiences working on something. No. (laughs) Well, bummer. In terms of demand on her, on her body and stuff. Yeah. It's not. Oof. But go ahead. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> just wanted to oh, I was just going to say one thing that's very important for broad context of this movie is that the trailer for this movie was simply the water park scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the, this movie made, what, $159 million on the back of, could you imagine Eddie Murphy <laughs> once again in a fat suit going down a water slide? I'm going to show you how a bitch go down a slide. That's also famously, like, when this trailer comes out was around the Oscars and he was a contender for like dream girls yep. and like likely a, you know a front runner and they say like this hurt that they're like oh you're not like a oh, you're not fully committed to being a serious right. actor well like what you we were live. saying about the razzies it's not about the actual performance that that's award shows in general is there's so much other context and bullshit around it that yeah. also, i mean that also seems like looking for a reason because mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and I like in some ways when it's very challenging to <clears throat> to choose who to hold up in high regard in a specific field. I mean, I'll, I'll, I, I, I know that there is sometimes a process of deduction based on on strikes against. I don't think that um, that th- Thunder Jimmy Early, the, the perform the character that he played in Dreamgirls. Mm-hmm. was um like I, I think he did a great job in, in dream girls was uh, was terrific and if anything like should still be held up as one of those movies where he should continue to be recognized as a top tier actor in that in that echelon like but I'm, I'm i'm imagining a world where this conversation has happened and it was like yeah but i mean like tom hanks stopped doing big Tom Hanks stopped doing that goofy shit, mm. you know, in order to get into and get into this this club. That is, and and so yeah. that's and so that's how it's done, or whatever. I don't know. I am reminded of in film school, one of the uh, Samuel L. Jackson came and talked to us, <laughs> you know, and it was great and really cool, like for like an hour, you know, it was really cool. And then 
some shitty rich film douchebag kid was like why would you be why were you in snakes on a plane implying like i like it when you were in tarantino movies why would you be in snakes on a plane he's like because it was a fun movie it was a fun script yeah it was cool and then he goes like yeah i try and be in movies i would want to see as a kid Mm. you know and like yeah i like those are good too tarantino serious good movies i also like crazy adventure movies like uh I'm not a pretentious asshole <laughs> is the answer, but why? And I don't know. I, I not to get into something I'm not qualified to talk about, but I wonder if so much of like being a black actor is like, there's just less opportunities. You can't control your career the way you can maybe as like an, you know, a white actor who's like all focused, like you take the opportunities you well, can get. And I think, this, I think I what, what that particular questioner lacked the perspective on is the kind of career that Sam Jackson had even before people knew who he was and like his his life in general like Sam Jackson got kicked out of college for 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 taking it over like he he was in a soldier's play alongside Denzel Washington and David Allen Greer and and Dolph uh, Adolf Caesar and was the kind of actor who would just be in the backstage playing cards, smoking cigarettes. And when it was his turn to go and do a scene up, oh, I'm up, go back there and then go, come back to back <laughs> and go back to talking <laughs> shit. Like he had lived a life like his approach to this, to acting, I think is informed by a whole life, you know, a, a whole life experience. So to be a working actor, I think, you know, I think you're right, uh, JZT, in the sense that the you know opportunities are far more limited for for people who live on the margins, um, superficially. But also, he earned the right. He earned the opportunity to choose to do snakes on a plane if he so wanted, because yeah, yeah. because even before <clears throat> hold on to your butts in Jurassic Park, like before Deep Blue Sea. He was doing Spike Lee movies. He was doing Death by Temptation. Like he, right. yeah, like, yeah. so when someone says like, yo, here's this fun, goofy, like movie in the style of the ones that you probably used to watch on Creature Feature back when you were a kid, he had mm-hmm. a boatload yeah. of money to do it. Who's going to say no? Right. That's the bigger <laughs> yeah. question for me is why would you say no to snakes on a plane? <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. What are you really like? Anybody who has anything to lose with doing snakes on a plane? Like that that's the issue is that you have something to lose. Like Tom Hanks could have done yeah. snakes on a plane and no one would be like, what is he doing? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like it would be like, oh, he's having a lark. That's fine. And to your point, like my my race based suspicion is that that same kid would not have asked Michael Caine why he did Jaws 4. Right. Yes. Yeah. And two, yeah, you know, I think it's, I think not to, um, I'm also thinking of like, it's just so cool to like watch like Regina Hall and Regina yeah. King kind of now be in the celebrated actor position. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but you go back to like, they're in the scary, right. you know, Regina Hall's in scary movie. And I just think it's, it just shows, I think, you know, the limited options for a lot of them, like they just learn to deliver. It's like, if I get a part, I will, I will bring what this movie mm-hmm. needs, you know, in a way that maybe, a shitty not sh- just you know an actor that's like very calculated of like this is how we're going to well i think this all comes back academy. to the cheat code thing Mar- lamar was talking about earlier where it's like we're, if you're used to playing a maybe not cheat code but it's like a completely different game altogether 
even though it looks it's the same genre but it's it's you you actually have different controls yeah you know i mean i mean because consider i mean and then it's all chaos in a lot of ways too because i'm thinking of taraji p henson who has made her way in in a lot of ways like basically showing up and doing whatever was required like she's she's easily the best at the best part of a nightmare of a show called empire she you know she will show up and do a tyler perry movie that many 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 people will see meanwhile she'll also do a a pretty empowering and badass role in a movie like proud mary and no one will see it so it's like you know the 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 taste of the public is like so informs the attitude toward this thing that's like look do what you want because there's no guarantee <laughs> that you know that you're going to please anybody you know uh worth a damn by doing anything other than just what you want to do proud mary is fucking cool by the way like it's definitely worth checking out um Good to know. Yeah, it it it's fun. It's way better than was it Acrimony? That was the the Tyler Perry movie. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, go oh, ahead, Jason. Sorry, I was just gonna say, uh, listeners, if you forgot to cancel your BET mm-hmm. Plus subscription for our marathon, do check out Tyler Perry's Bruh. <laughs> what is that? Oh, it's a buddy sitcom about a bunch of buddies. <laughs> Is it BET Plus exclusive or? Yes, wow. yes, yeah. Is it an exclamation yeah. point at the end of the title? Ooh, I... Ooh, Might even be an ellipsis, I don't know. Ooh, ooh, or just a period. Yeah, B-R-U-H. No, no, bro. Just B-R-U-H. No okay. Yeah. And who we got starring... Okay, Barry Brewer, Maddie Koki, and Alyssa Goss. I'm t- we ain't family, but we family. I'm not get. I, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. Hmm. <laughs> they definitely shot at least sixty pages a day. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, yeah. I mean, that's like Gethard was on Big Lake famously, which was using the Tyler Perry model of we are planning to shoot a hundred episodes this after we if we get through 10 it does okay enough we're shooting a hundred and we will instantly be in syndication and they stole that from tyler perry or charlie sheen or tyler perry invented it oh here it is i found the the actual numbers bear with me i don't normally do this because i don't like the, the new york post but tyler perry shot 19 episodes of new series bruh in just four days like I wasn't like, Wait, how many? He, how yeah. many? Nineteen. That's is, preposterous. I know I've heard too. I don't know if this show is the case, but he's yeah, he wrote every episode too because he doesn't want to have a writer's room and pay writers. <laughs> yeah. What a well when we launch a Patreon, we'll go through a bra. How about it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes, after we get through all the other the other two shows we plan to cover. No bruh's taking precedent. <laughs> like that's much more important than that we do bruh. Well, let's do yes, let's record yeah, yeah. 19 episodes in 4 days and then uh... <laughs> We could do it. <laughs> we could do. It. Uh, okay, wait. As we segue back into Norbit and you know wind up too, but uh I did want to play a fun game. Oh. Uh, it's a game. 
How many times has Cat Williams been arrested? <laughs> Do either of you have a guess? I'm gonna guess, and I'm not proud of this, but I know how the police be. I'm gonna just say 11. 11, okay, good guess. Fesh? Um, uh, I just, you know what? I feel like I'm being baited here and this is a trick question. I'm going to go zero. Zero. Lamar, you win. The answer, <laughs> according to is 14. Uh, okay. yeah. 14's a lot. Some of them do see, not to judge uh, Cat Williams, according to, there's a breakdown on Wikipedia. He does kind of take things, minor situations like someone cutting him off in traffic, he responds pretty hostily towards. But yes, good point. Maybe I'll cut this segment. <laughs> yeah, like my my guess was not a reflection of like my uh, my opinion of him, uh, more sure. so than just like the the profile that he amassed in you know in the in the media over the like in between I would say like in between the last Friday movie that he was in and the I guess the Supreme video that he just did, which was which was dope. Uh, oh no! Between I would okay between the last Friday movie that he did and the Florida Man episode, Alligator Man episode of of Atlanta. Oh, he was in. Yeah, that he one. won an Emmy for it. Oh wow! Oh yeah, he plays like the yeah. uncle. Cat right? Williams is a brilliant person, mm. a terrific comedian. Yeah. Like the the likes that I don't know that this generation has has seen or will, and is also a a, a better actor than anyone gives him credit for. Like it's 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 I think fortunate that he's been able to just cut his teeth in a, in the, in the roles that he's had, like, even though they were broad archetype that he kind of just chewed up and made part of his aesthetic as a stand-up for a while. But I'm in, I'm looking forward to Cat Williams, the stand-up outside of that, as he's become more openly dimensional in, in what he does. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, Cat Williams is that, is that guy. He's uh He's, I did not see the movie that he did with, I think, was it uh, just, was it uh, Helms? You know, the guy, the Helms guy. Helms. That, oh, Ed, Ed Helms. Helms. Yeah, that guy. He did, they uh, did a movie? Yeah, called Father Figures. Uh, oh, Ed Helms was not in it. It was Owen Wilson. Sorry about that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he still don't know it, though. Yeah, it um, it came and went. Yeah, but it's got Terry Bradshaw and J.K. Simmons and Chris Walken. Ed Helms is in it. There he is. There you go. And uh, and Glenn Close and Ving Rhames apparently. Huh. And I will say, was I will say this: Norbit tripled its money. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Father Figures did not. It uh, ah, <laughs> that's probably why I haven't heard of it. I gotta say, I, I, yeah, you know, usually movies that triple their budget, I'll hear about, but movies that yeah. don't, don't hear as much about. Twenty-five million dollar budget pulled in a box office of twenty-five point six. Hey, there you go. So that point six. Yeah, it's a dramedy. Okay, weird. What year? Twenty seventeen. Mm. Not much. I, I, you know, I'll be honest. The last four years blend together. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> The speaking of that, you know, at the very end of Black Klansman, mm -hmm. there's like, like, which came out and like, yeah, it came. It's like 
watching that, you know, a couple months ago being like, oh my God, I completely forgot that horrifying episode of the last four years. It truly does just blend into one terrifying montage nightmare. The the guy but. who did that is from my hometown, so I I can't forget that. <laughs> gotcha. Not that, yeah. uh, you know, but people, yeah, it's just, it's an unfortunate reminder. Cause... No, yeah, no. Oh, totally. I thought you were talking about, I thought you meant the guy who edited the content for the end of Black Klansman, not the murderer. <laughs> no, unfortunately, the murderer. The murderer, right, okay. Yeah. But, Fesh, someone else from Ohio, uh-huh. Cat Williams, he's really? born in Cincinnati. Oh. He's born according to imdb yeah. cool well uh, Lamar, i wish yeah, yeah i guess it's just the proximity to like literally where my parents live and where that guy's from takes precedence to from everything oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. oh that guy is from like we have shopped at the same stores like that's oh yeah even just on like an overpass on the highway near where my parents live like the last couple of days on one side of it someone has been putting up trump banners yeah. and it bums me out yeah yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> just can just think about how much of a bummer this movie is to plus size black women everywhere. I mean, yeah. Yeah. this. I mean, I I don't think I'm speaking out of school or to the unaware when I say that on the the spectrum of disadvantage, especially within American culture, like it doesn't get more challenging than it for black yeah. women in general and the larger you are ironically the less visible you become as a fully um like a fully dimensional person unless you are funny or or angry at which point you are just those things right um Absolutely. so yeah like aside from terry cruz being in this movie in retrospect aside from cuba gooding jr being in this movie in retrospect, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, this is uh, Norbit's uh, Norbit's problems are well, like are, are well inside and documented. It's uh, yeah, I think that's the other thing that's important to to. We're not really shining new light on anything here no. either. <laughs> sure, <laughs> like, yeah. It's not like we're coming with hot takes to be like, guys, everybody loves Norbit, and that's what's wrong. It's like no, yeah, yeah. people know now. I think they do pretty well then too, probably. But it does, I think, beg oh, yeah. to. I mean, it calls to. It calls in, calls attention to. Um, and of of course, this is not a commendation or uh, an endorsement of Norbit as a story, as a movie. But it just goes to show you how, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, just how much good stuff can be on the table for a shitty meal. Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah which another funny point that uh one of the producers uh, a white guy a producer in the making of says is like when you're a producer you know the biggest influence you have is scripting and casting and go cool so you helped out on one l one side of that (laughs) (laughs) and then it goes Eddie like cast everyone basically himself. I go. So then, what did you do? <laughs> what did what did you do, sir? <laughs> like, but I think it is again. I, I keep bringing up these list of names, but Myers and Sandler. Like, there is that unofficial auteurship that comes with being that large of a star. That it yeah. is like, 
so many of those movies, you you can't tell me the director because it's like, yeah, they didn't really. Who cares? It's not. That's not why you you went for it. You know, it's it's yeah. The real director was the star. It also is again to credit. I mean, Rasputia, his delivery is funny, and and that bodysuit took twelve hours apparently, which is just insane and. Uh, there was a funny story that one of the people who worked on the spy who shagged me told at the Mike Myers movie club mm-hmm. where they're like the fat bastard suit took forever. And Mike Myers was so frustrated and angry by the time he got to it. Like he refused to do the scene as planned. He just improvised a one shot and then was like, I'm done. That's it. Use it. So the whole baby, the baby back ribs thing was like he just improvised that and they're like okay you know wow. <laughs> there was like multiple setups and shots that were just like scrapped it's like okay yeah let's let's minimize how much we make mike get in this and suit, then he had know? to do cat in the hat years later which i believe was them fucking <laughs> yeah. with him because that that was like a contractually obligated movie yeah. he was supposed to do like a Dieter movie he pulled out last minute there was a huge lawsuit it was like decided you have to make a movie for this studio and they're like, we are going to fuck with him. We are going to put him in. We fuck him. Fuck that guy for costing us millions of dollars. We are going to make him suffer by wearing a cat in the hat costume for hours. Man, Man. I was a, like, I was around <laughs> and aware of sprockets as the sketches were being done. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to see no damn sprockets movie. <laughs> It would have been weird and dark, you know, and, and well, probably, yeah. I've talked about this before, but every SNL movie, even if the characters doesn't live in that world, it's still always about putting on a show. Yeah. And it's, I wonder what Dieter's show would have looked like. I know he is a presentational character anyway, but still. Just yeah. Like, what's the, uh, we have to put on this esoteric art <laughs> film review to, book- to save the, yeah. the center. I have to book book craft work to be on. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what would happen. Craft work would, and that's the big payoff is that craft work is in your movie. Ay, yeah. ay, ay. Maybe David Bowie shows up because he made a few albums sure, in Germany sure. <laughs> when he was real into heroin. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember whether it's Pat had a put on a show element, but it she they tour with Ween. Oh, okay. Yeah, the band Ween. Man, fuck those movies, man. We, yeah, there. I I watched them all at the beginning of the year, just as I forget why, but I did. The uh, <laughs> uh, Coneheads too. Yep. Oh man. Uh, uh. Honestly, my favorite is uh. Stewart saves his family. It's a weird dramedy about uh, uh alcoholism. So really, what, what, yeah. I'll check it, it out. Wait, like, is is Blues Brothers at least a close second? Um, let me think. I mean, Wayne's. I'm sorry, but Wayne's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is my Blues Brothers. You know. Yeah, no. I, <clears throat> I have like I have more allegiance to Wayne's World actually um, than I than I do Blues Brothers. I'm not that old. There you um, go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I think I was just thinking. Uh, I was. I'm more so ranking them in terms of. Like we all have seen Blues Brothers and Wayne's World. It's not like I'm I'm looking at the Stuart Caesar family, his family, and 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 it's Pat's and the the more uh, obscure, the less successful. That is interesting. I, I I am interested in checking that one out because I never saw it. Yeah, but, but <laughs> it is funny though, and I like I hold this 
and I don't know Lorne Michaels. I don't have any relationship with him whatsoever, but it, it does give me some satisfaction to know that Eddie Murphy happened beyond his watch. Yeah. 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 Which we probably should talk about for some context too. Yeah. yeah. Who's Eddie Murphy? He was a. <laughs> Well, and was he or was he not like 19 or 20 when he got cast? Yeah, he was like 19. And a, like it could have, I, I mean, the it's apocryphal at this point, but it was another up and coming and fiery and even more experienced um, black stand up at that time who was uh, like just, just meteoric um, named Charles Barnett, who was in DC Cab. I don't know if you guys have seen DC Cab. Ah, uh, the Bill Maher it. movie. <laughs> sure, if that's how you want to put it. Yeah. Oh, the Gary Busey picture. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the uh, the Paul twins, the Barbarian twins uh, vehicle. But, oh, I didn't know that. One. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Charles Barnett is in in that movie, and like he was one of these guys that was like, "This is the guy," um, but he was like, like like a more spectacular performer than Richard Pryor was, but even more like unpredictable because like his drug problems were awful. Um. And Charlie had an audition for SNL that he didn't go to because he couldn't read. Whoa. Like in general or just that? Because he was he, like because he was so illiterate. Oh, got it. Okay. And it like he was intimidated. He's like, man, I'm not doing that shit. Oh, and geez. like it just goes to show you, like it, it might have been him or him, you know, and like who, who yeah. what direction might have gone yeah. in. It's highly likely that um the age that Eddie Murphy was at the time, like he was probably more moldable in that yeah. way. So like it probably would didn't matter, but it is one of those one of those Easter egg stories that is interesting, especially if you know, if you've seen Charles Barnett, Charles Barnett, Barnett um, do anything. Cause you see this guy and you're like, yo, who the fuck is this guy? And what, what happened to him? And it's like, you hear what happened to him. You're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. His last movie was, is a like critters knockoff from 1996 called they bite. <laughs> so we will cover okay. that at some point, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I wonder quite different to- trajectory. Yeah. Speaking of the the Lauren Michaels Eddie Murphy relationship again, it, Eddie Murphy came on the show when Lauren had stepped away. He was not involved yeah. for like five years. Eddie saved the show, becomes a star, and then leaves before Lauren comes back too. And you know, you always I I feel like have you heard this? That's like oh, Lauren Mike they he likes to have a part in forming people, yeah. which is weird well, and shitty. Going back to the Mike Myers thing, that's what he he didn't produce the first Austin Powers, and he was pissed about it. Yeah. Well, and then too, I even feel like, you know, Donald Glover famously auditioned for SNL and some have almost said it's like, well, Donald was very fully formed and Lauren was like, oh, there's no way I can it's like It's the Vince McMahon thing, man. It's, yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah. I can never I can't brainwash this yes. guy into thinking I made him a star yes. like he owes me like this guy is smart mm-hmm. and like could will make it on his own. No, thanks. I don't know. Well, thanks for thanks thanks to uh, Brandon Tartikoff for uh, you know knowing his limitations and letting people run because I think he was in he he was in charge of SNL yeah. and NBC at the time. Um, better a better claim to fame for him than the uh, than the Saved by the Bell PSAs that he did. <laughs> um, yeah, the rough stuff. 
I also speaking of Vince, maybe I'm wrong here, but I think he also was one of the funders of the XFL, oh. or was in when the XFL happened on NBC. Oh, sure. And then his son made the the Thirty for Thirty documentary mm. about the XFL. <laughs> Didn't he host true. SNL at one point? I think so. <laughs> what a what a decision. <laughs> Who there was someone posted recently like some Republican politician hosted SNL in like the 80s or 90s uh, and it was just like <laughs> like or like 98 yeah. or 97. So it was Steve Forbes uh and and Rage Against the Machine was the musical guest. <laughs> and it was weird. Like it, like it was weird as a choice. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say this, and I'm not just saying this in the from the biased position of having gone to school with two of his children. Uh-huh. Okay. He stayed in his pocket. <laughs> and you know, like pretty good. He did all right. There have been worse guests. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll have to have you come back for when we start again our another Patreon series, Attention Teachers and Students, where we go episode <laughs> by episode <laughs> recapping Saturday Night Live. Oh, that's the yeah. best thing I've ever seen Jake Merrill do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh-huh. uh, uh, we're gonna kick it off in twenty twenty one, right? We are a pro attentions teachers and students <laughs> podcast. We think that's a funny skit. Um, I haven't watched in a while. JZT has claims it's funny. <laughs> I went on a deep But we're not going to get to that till what? 2029 uh, if we're going episode by episode? Uh... <laughs> yeah. We will be living in uh, Nova Scotia by then. <laughs> Post, you know, Civil War 3. Uh, yeah. Well, any other things to say about the 2007 motion picture Norbit? Terrific climax, yeah. a big fight scene. Rasputia thro- fights the town. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> yes, that's my last point. <laughs> I mean, we already talked about Mr. Wong throwing a harpoon up her ass. Uh, yes, so yeah, yeah. It's the perfect ending to a movie. <laughs> oh, also, again, yeah, it all it does. Uh, Respicia and her brothers moved to Mexico to open Nippolopolis, El Nippolopolis, of course, their strip club, and their hottest dancer, the nut, the best girl they got, it's Respicia, and she doesn't. Yeah, that's the the biggest thing. It's just like it's this idea that you cannot fathom a world where somebody finds Respicia attractive. Like that's the yeah. joke. And it's like no, that's a reasonable thing that somebody might be attracted to. Yeah. Like that's not. And that wasn't, you know, as it happens, that wasn't my takeaway. Like at the, like when she does her, her, her you know, her, her flash dance finale. Yeah. I yeah. go like, good for her. I'm glad. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad that. The, exactly. That, like I'm glad that she's a star there. Like that's great. But that's that's us through this lens. I think at the time that's not the intent the audience right. is walking away from. Right. Is supposed to be walking away with. You know, but 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 you know, it's like as if as if running any business is easy. I mean, <laughs> so what? So so what if if you don't want to drink the water at Niplopolis? <laughs> Who cares? They're doing it, man. God bless them. They're doing God it. God bless them. All right. Um, I'll say it. There's moments where Rasputia can get it. <laughs> yes. 
There were moments where at angles and I'm not seeing Eddie Murphy's face. No disrespect. I go. I don't, I don't think particularly right. he looks too bad either, though, face wise. Like it's not yeah, like no, it, for that to be the joke. I don't think it's that you really have oh, to do yes. a lot more work for that. But yeah. either way, it's still be oh, problematic. Yeah. And again, I feel like I, I'm so sorry. This is poor hosting on my part. We're closing it up, but we should check in with each other. Uh, yeah. Lamar, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so weird because this is this is three years post Friends. Yeah, and that was you know one of their things on Friends was that exact catchphrase. I, for what it's worth, I did not know that. Oh right, that's fine. Yeah, uh, that's well because yeah, it's, it's the emphasis for me and my takeaway is like they thought this would be the cat. Yeah, or it's just like how you doing, Fesh? That's true. It's... So yeah, how is Joey say it? How you doing? Yeah, it is a different how emphasis. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. I'll... It's a real spike when Rasputin. Yeah, I'm. It. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that the two are not related at all. Fair enough. Yeah. It's still a fairly boring catchphrase, I will say. Yeah. Yeah. I also could see it being a thing where it's just like in the first setup and the first take as Respucia, it was yeah. there. like the crew lost yeah. it laughing. And like, that's got to be the catchphrase, which is when, when Eddie Murphy finally hosted SNL, you know, uh, like a year mm -hmm. or two ago. It was last year. It was, it, not like a great. It, I mean, it, it, yeah. it, 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 it was last year. Jesus Christ! Wow. Life is moving so slow, and so as Mark Barron said, "Who knew the apocalypse would be so boring?" Yeah. Um, like but you know, yeah, no, I don't know what you guys thought about it. It's like an okay episode, but there was a sketch where I'm like, "Yeah, this is just shows how good Eddie Murphy is at sketch comedy." Where it's like, the "Yeah, that was the one. That was the one." And and the whole point where they're just like, "And what's your name, sir?" It's like, "It doesn't matter what my name is." It's just like so funny in a weird way where it's like this i don't know this guy on like a local news segment refuses to say what his name is or you know eventually it's because he has a funny name but it's just like so yeah funny. And, and i was it's waiting like, for him to scream into the camera every time after the first time he yeah. did it. it doesn't yeah. matter what my name is <laughs> it's like it's just yeah i don't know yes so Good we comedian. so we do agree okay so we all agree eddie murphy is a funny man got it cool all right yep. <laughs> Um, well, again, this falls out what we normally cover. So, do we even bother with our traditional gradings, or let's rate this movie on a scale of Norbits, Respucias, and Wongs? Boy, uh, I'm gonna give this yeah. half a Mr. Wong, <laughs> half a Respucia, uh -huh. and zero Norbits. I'm gonna give yeah. I'm gonna give, go ahead. I'm gonna give it the golden yeah. turkey ass. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm gonna do. Uh, jeez. Well, like I said, Thandy uh, Newton's character Kate is a trophy in this movie, so I'll go ahead and give it a Kate. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> uh, we love it, <laughs> right? We all love, love it. it. Is that it? We love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Lamar, thank you so much. Thank you, man. I'm, I'm... For... That was wonderful. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to have like I'm I'm sure I haven't broken any records, but it is nice to have been on a on a third episode with you guys <laughs> in one year. Yeah, yes. it up. Wow, wait. you're in the three timers club. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, is there anything you want to promote or, or plug, Lamar? Uh, yes, I, I, I will take advantage of this opportunity to do that. Uh, I, you guys have a wonderful podcast with the Patreon page and all that going on. I do not have that. However, I do have two podcasts, one of them being Brothers from Another Planet, where I uh, talk about race and entertainment and everything surrounding it with uh, uh, the Amber Ruffin show's Tarek Davis and our dear friend and collaborator don p hooper that we can follow us on at uh, on twitter uh, not twitter uh, instagram at brothers from another planet the podcast is on stitcher apple podcasts and spotify and we are 87 episodes in at this point and i also have another podcast about pop culture that i do with my friend nicole krasicki called taped off tv and you can follow the taped off tv podcast on instagram we have done things like well we talk about the the shows and movies and music that has gotten us through every given week we go every other week and we also have different themes for episodes like our one of our recent episodes we called the white guilt episode where we talked about essentially the different um white people things or white people music that we enjoyed including michael bolt and kenny g among mm. other people uh Ooh. And we've got we've got an episode coming up in the near future that we would probably describe as Kids on Wheels, where we visit all of the movies from the 80s and 90s that involved skateboards, bicycles, and roller skates slash blades. And, oh, wow. And cool. those, Seems right up JZT's alley. Yeah, those modes. You're talking Glean in the Cube? Glean in the Cube, BMX Bandits, Prayer of the Roller Boys. Uh, let's see. I mean, I, we might even have, I mean, we might even have back to the future in there on some, you know, on a, mm. on, a, on a higher tier, but yeah, there are tons of movies where getting around independently <laughs> with non-motorized <laughs> conveniences was, a, a feature of youth culture in film. And so we're probably going to visit like what that meant to the culture at the time so yeah we're looking forward to that but yeah taped off tv podcast is great uh and uh, brothers from another planet is another show that i hope you guys check out wonderful all right well with that jzt we love we you, love you. <laughs> we love you bye telling the truth can be dangerous Telling the truth can be dangerous business Lying and podcasting go hand in hand If you admit you were scared of a movie Then I was scared too, could be your jam